Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we are on the east coast of Florida here. We are um, on the opposite side of obviously the Gulf where it's expected that the hurricane is going to make landfall. We're uh, broadcasting. We'll be on the radio today. Uh, we had a tornado watch here last night. Uh, I fell asleep, uh, but Gee was uh, was awake in his place and my wife here. So, um, you know, a little nervous, hoping everything goes okay. We'll give you some updates on that, but I've got a lot of material to get to today, including another update with the FBI, possibly doing something with Facebook now. This seems awfully weird. And a couple of major international stories. We only cover international geopolitical news. There's enough going on here. If it is a major earth-shaking story, um, and these two certainly are. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech? Watching what you do online, then selling your information to advertisers and get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that, including um, the disgusting, grotesque media, again, pre-pouncing on the hurricane response by Ron DeSantis, despite the fact that the hurricane, as of the time we're recording, has not even made landfall yet. This is how disgusting the filth in the media is these days, trying to cause division amongst uh, the citizenry here during a crisis. They're just gross, horrible people. Hey, going online without ExpressVPN is like using your smartphone without a protective case. Most of the time, you'd probably be fine, but it just takes an accident to make you wish you'd protected yourself earlier. That's why I recommend and use ExpressVPN every time I go online. You should too. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can steal your personal data. It doesn't even take a lot of technical knowledge to hack someone. A smart 12-year-old could do it. Your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal information on the dark web. ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your sensitive data can't be stolen. ExpressVPN is super easy to use. You just fire up the app, click one button to get protected. It works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, and more. Secure your online data today by visiting my link at expressvpn.com slash bongino. That's Express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. You can get an extra three months free. Do it today. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, let's go. Damn the torpedoes. Full speed ahead. Yeah, full steam ahead is right. That's uh, that's uh-huh. so weird. I, I swear that's what I was thinking about. Is that right? With regards to this. Yeah, this. Uh, that that's really strange. Like That was actually in my head thinking about this FBI story. I get to the hurricane coverage. Obviously, in a minute, we'll be here. I kind of opened the show with it, but... Uh, yeah, that, that's what was in my head. You know, again, in case you're under any illusions here that um, our exposing of the FBI through a whistleblower interview was going to change direction and they were going to move towards reform and being a law enforcement intelligence agency rather than a bunch of political bouncers for the left, um, you'd be crazy. Now, having said that, I'm not sure this had anything um, to do with the FBI. I want to give them fair coverage on this. I don't know that. But this sounds awfully suspicious. Um, And if I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to anyone at this point, it's certainly not going to be the FBI or fake book. So I saw this story yesterday on Reclaim the Net, a site I've really grown to love. It'll be in the newsletter if you want to read it, bongito.com slash newsletter. If you want to subscribe, recommend you do. Facebook censors the wife of the FBI whistleblower? Oh, really? Really? So there's another FBI whistleblower out there, a guy by the name of Steve Friend. We're going to try to talk to him, too. And last week, Steve Friend was suspended by the FBI after he refused to participate in what he felt was an unnecessarily heavy-handed raid 
of the home of some who committed a misdemeanor during the January 6th riot last year. Friend's wife's Facebook account was suspended after she responded to a post by Moms for Liberty, an organization that advocates for the rights of parents and has been censored by Facebook before. Folks, what the hell is going on here? Listen, I'm not sure there was any coordination here. However, if I were, I'm just going to say and throw this out there with a kind of a wink and a nod. If I were a Republican congressman uh, looking for some oversight opportunities right here, which is your job, right? I would be asking if there were any emails between the FBI and them about this guy and his wife. It seems awfully odd that a bunch of whistleblowers step forward to expose malfeasance at the FBI and all of a sudden the spouse gets uh, censored on fake book. That seems awfully coincidental, doesn't it? We've covered a lot in the FBI for the last few days, so I'm going to move on. I'm going to leave that there, but I wanted to open up with it to let you know and let the FBI know and everyone else that no matter the threats, no matter the intimidation tactics, we're not going to back down and the audience isn't either. Until you fix yourselves or you're disbanded, we're not going to stop. We pay for the FBI. You work for us. It's the consent of the governed country, and we deserve better. All right, moving on. Folks, two, two massive international stories involving both war and the global economy. Now, the first story, I was going to cover this yesterday, and I'm honestly, folks, I'm horrified I didn't. I should have covered it. We had a few minutes at the end of the show, but it required a more detailed analysis. And I'm sitting home last night. Give me inside baseball into my head uh, because I don't, you know, pretend to be the content curator better than anyone else. And I see Tucker covering the story last night and I'm like, damn it. I knew it. I just had this feeling like you, you should have went with your instincts. I put it at the end of the show and I put it, should have put it at the beginning. The story's about who hit the Nord Stream pipeline. I'm going to get to that in a second. That's the important one. Cause that was going to be on yesterday's agenda. And I, I passed it till today and I'm freaking ticked off about it. But this story, am I going to blow another opportunity? is huge for the global economy. It may not seem so. You may not hear about this on other shows. You may hear about it on Tucker. He follows this stuff pretty good tonight. Wall Street Journal. Don't be deceived by the rather anodyne headline, by the way. Bank of England to buy bonds in a bid to stop spread of crisis. UK Central Bank is launching an effort to restore order to the market for guilt. You're like, what the hell cares? What is that? This is... A cataclysmic level story. Let me explain it very simply. If you want to flush an economy with money and you're the Bank of England or the, the central bank here, the Federal Reserve in the United States, one of the ways to do it is to go and buy bonds, which injects money into the economy. It's, it's really no more complicated than that. The wonkery of how it's done, you can look it up. It's not super complicated. You get it? You want to insert money into an economy, call it quantitative easing, all kinds of names for it. You just buy a bunch of bonds. You create the money digitally and the money appears in the economy. No more complicated than that. Now, you may be saying to yourself, reading this headline, look at the date, folks, by the way, September 28, 2022. Joe, last time I checked, uh, that's today. Yeah. Bank of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. This isn't from two years ago. So I know what a lot of you are thinking. So the United Kingdom right now, which is suffering an inflation crisis even worse than ours here. One of the ways to combat massive inflation here and around the world 
is to drain money out of the economy because there's too much money chasing fewer goods. So you're like, wait, am I reading that headline again? They're about to buy bonds and inject more money in the economy? Yeah, baby. Spend that bread. Spend that bread. My daughter says they call it bread. Money these I don't know. I'm not hip to the young people talk anymore. I'm old. I'm 47, right? Save the stock market, baby. Screw grandma. You see what's going on here? So Liz Truss is the new uh, prime minister. She's relatively conservative by United Kingdom standards. She's in after Boris Johnson got the boot. Truss is trying to move the country in a more conservative direction. Well, what's going on here? I'm absolutely convinced that people in the, uh, the central bank of the Bank of England are trying to screw her over right now. Their, the stock market, their, their financial market and their bond market are not doing great right now. So the Bank of England is flushing money into the economy in an effort to give like an artificial drug-induced sugar high to the market over there. Folks, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I don't want to regret starting the show with this. If we lose the listeners, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to be really angry at myself. This is a huge story. This is financial suicide. Do you understand what they're doing in an effort to save the stock market quickly? and make trust look like an idiot. In a massive inflation crisis, they're flushing more money into the economy. You're like, what? Yes. Now, why does that matter? Well, because the beatings will continue until morale improves. Their currency is on the verge of, it's by collapse. The pound is already collapsing now against the U.S. dollar. This matters for you. Why? Well, what happens in the UK is going to spread around the world, home of the bond market, right? But it matters to you because I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, right before an election, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Biden White House starts putting pressure on Jerome Powell at the Fed to do the same damn thing here. Uh, You know, that quantitative easing to buy into bonds, uh, maybe we double down on that. Give the stock market a little juice before the election. Ladies and gentlemen, it will cause an inflationary cascade like you've never seen. The currency will collapse. This is a huge story. Joe, another reason why, damn the torpedoes. Yeah. Full steam ahead. Now, that's not the only major international story. I hope that didn't bore you with that, folks. It is a, I'm fascinated by economics. I'm not sure if many of you are. You cannot do this in the middle of an inflation crisis. This one's even more important, which I regret not covering yesterday. Who hit the Nord Stream pipeline? The Nord Stream pipeline is a pipeline under the Baltic Sea, delivers gas from, gas from Russia to Germany. It is a critical pipeline. The pipeline was sabotaged. There's no question about it. It is now leaking into the Baltic Sea, creating a serious shipping crisis because it changes the buoyancy of the water. As reading this, the ships can't go anywhere, not to mention the, the potential of a massive fire. I didn't know that. You have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I read it online that um, huh. uh, one of the articles, I was doing some research. It changes the buoyancy of the water. And also, you have the obvious possibility of a massive fire. You know, the, the gas will obviously ignite. Yeah. So this has created a huge crisis. Not to mention the fact that the Nord Stream pipeline is one of the major delivery systems for Russian gas to Germany. Now, it was only running at about 20%. Why? Because Putin's trying to starve Germany and freeze them out during the winter by not giving them gas. Everybody tracking? So who hit this thing? Daily Wire is a good piece of the newsletter. Ben Zeisloff, I encourage you to check out. 
Nord Stream Pipeline says unprecedented damage after, after the CIA warned the German government of sabotage. A report from German news outlet Spiegel said that the CIA had cautioned Germany about possible attacks on Baltic Sea gas pipelines weeks ago. Berlin is presently assuming it was a targeted attack on the Nord Stream system, unnamed sources say. Folks, you have to start asking yourself now the obvious questions. Who hit this thing? Where is this going to go? You see why these two stories are so important? The United Kingdom, the Bank of England, may have just started an international currency crisis that takes down the world economy. I'm not kidding. And whoever hit this Nord Stream pipeline, the Russian delivery system to Germany, may have just started the, the, the uh, World War I Archduke Ferdinand moment. Tucker covered this last night, too, but this is a huge deal. Who hit this thing? There are obvious, there are obvious usual suspects. I'm not talking about the movie. <laughs> Sticking to that line up in the usual suspect. Give me money. That was English. What the? Let me stick it. <laughs> Sorry. Who did it? Russia? The United States? Germany? With Germany? Who did it? I want you to remember this, though. Here's a cut. Hat tip uh, Mike Cernovich. I saw this on his social media feed yesterday. Here is Biden. This is months ago, answering a question about what would happen if Russia escalates and specifically mentioning the Nord Stream pipeline. Listen to what he says very closely, especially the end of this. Check this out. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer. Nord Stream too. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Again, his words. You know, not not, not mine. What what did he mean by that? For as dopey as this guy is, he's got a tendency to kind of out himself. Now, making the situation even more bizarre, this article in Forbes by Michael Schellenberger dated yesterday. U.S. blew up Russia gas pipelines Nord Stream 1 and 2, says former Polish defense minister, who thanked the U.S. for doing that. Interesting, because they have a different gas delivery system. Folks, what the hell is going on here? You have to ask yourself now, and you have to do this using reason, which liberals are incapable of most of the time. But put the politics aside for a minute, even though I didn't just do that there. Whose motivations would, who would be motivated more to do this? You might say, well, Russia, Russia would sabotage the pipeline because if Russia sabotages the pipeline, there'd be no gas to Germany. Germany would be frozen out during the winter. The pipeline was operating at 20%. Russia sabotaged it to put them in a bad spot. That's certainly possible. However, I think it's highly unlikely. Russia's already flaming gas, burning it off in their own home territory, wasting all of this money. They could just shut the pipeline down. Now, shutting it down has long-term ramifications, but Joe, so does blowing it up. Why not just shut it down? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. 
Don't no, no, no. They won't shut it down because it could damage the pipeline. It'd be hard to start up again. Yeah, so does blowing it up. But what are the United States' potential motivations? The Biden administration specifically. Because they're not your motivations. Well, they'd create some dependency by European countries on LNG deliveries from us, on gas from us. And it also reinforce alternate delivery systems from Poland and elsewhere. Hmm, sounds like a good deal. Also, do you notice how the left hates pipelines now? They don't want to, uh, they don't want to advance Keystone. If they could legally get away with it, even sometimes they haven't, they'll sabotage pipelines here. Is the Biden administration crazy enough to do this? To light a spark that might cause World War III? The answer is, I wouldn't be surprised. And I bet neither would you. I don't know who did this. Let me be absolutely clear on that. I don't know. I don't have uh, CIA sources peeking into me and telling me. I'm just looking at this reasonably saying, who has motivations to do this? And the motivations of the Biden administration and the green agenda, I think, are far greater than the motivations of Russia right now. However, Russia's in a bad spot, too. A really bad spot now. This pipeline was pretty, pretty damaged. Now, you'd think the United Kingdom, I just got done talking about it, and the Bank of England, now engaging in economic suicide, wouldn't at least engage in energy suicide, too. Ha! The verdict is in. You'd be wrong. BBC, from two days ago, labor conference. It's the equivalent of the Democrat liberal movement here. Labor. Starmer's ambition is to get off fossil fuels by 2030. Brian Wheeler, BBC. You're in the middle of being frozen to death. European countries, the United Kingdom in the middle of a massive economic crisis, bills, electric bills and fuel bills to keep homes uh, warm during the upcoming winter in the UK are exploding. And the liberal movement in the United Kingdom, they're eager to get off fossil fuels by 2030, just eight years from now, to make sure you freeze to death. Ladies and gentlemen, this is freaking suicide right here. You're watching it right now. I'm going to stay on top of these stories. Who hit the Nord Stream pipeline? And what the hell does the Fed in the United States do now that the Bank of England has thrown caution to the wind and just basically threw a, threw a gallon of gasoline on a campfire in the middle of a bunch of dry leaves? Inflation crisis is about to explode. All right, here's what I got coming up. The media is pre-pouncing. Have we ever seen a pre-pounce? They're pre-pouncing on Ron DeSantis for hurricane response that, as of this recording, hasn't happened yet because the hurricane hasn't made landfall. But it doesn't matter. He's a Republican who could run for president one day, so you got to attack Ron DeSantis because you're the disgusting media. That's why. Today's show also brought to you by Get Refunds. Hey, if you own a business, this has been a bumpy ride. From the pandemic to inflation, I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and you manage to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. This isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Here's the challenge, getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? You go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Don't wait. The team of tax attorneys they put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program, and they've already returned a billion dollars to businesses, and they can help you too. They do all the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, and even those who had increases in sales. To find out if your business qualified, just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. 
This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. Thank you. GetRefunds.com. We appreciate it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, the media pre-pouncing. So we've got one of the largest hurricanes to strike on the Gulf side of the western coast of Florida um, in decades. It's going to be catastrophic. Uh, my cousin Lee lives over there. She just moved down to Florida about a year ago. She was kind of freaked out a little bit. She evacuated. She's over here on the East Coast now. Um, a lot of the residents over there on the West Coast, matter of fact, I would bet the majority of them outside of maybe Naples that saw a hurricane a couple of years ago um, have probably not experienced a hurricane of this magnitude. So you'd think it would be time for the media to do you know, this thing called journalism. It's not a lot to ask, like report the facts, help people during a crisis get them the numbers they need, the preparedness information they need, and at least relay the, uh, the, uh, the thoughts of the governor and the political leadership of the state, honestly. Of course, they can't do that because the media is a disgusting entity, largely full of people who have a political agenda. And Ron DeSantis is currently uh, one of the top prospects for the presidency in 2024, depending on what Donald Trump does. So here's what happened yesterday. Ron DeSantis has given a press conference about emergency response. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just say in advance, I'm here. I get it. I'm a Republican. Ron DeSantis is a Republican. I'm a big supporter of his agenda down here. I'm not pretending to be a journalist on the matter. However, I am not pretending when it comes to giving you the facts. If DeSantis's response sucked, I don't care if the election's 40 days away or not, I would tell you. The coverage has been all over the place. He has been out in front of the cameras every day. They declared a state of emergency. He has been all I'm here. You're not going to tell me what happened. I'm in Florida. They have been all over this storm for seriously like a week now. Get your batteries, get your gas, evacuate. Here's the evacuation routes. Let me beat it to death. Here's DeSantis yesterday, some hack reporter, pre-pouncing on his response, despite having none of the facts at all. And DeSantis just, again, just dropping a bomb on their head, which is what they need to hear, these idiots. Check this out. FEMA Administrator Chris Wall said today that she acknowledged concerns that uh, Florida, is, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far. And that whoa, 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 whoa. Living- give me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing. OK, stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty and, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff, you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something, stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. 
I, I mean, really, the pre-pounce? Guys, ladies in the media, I, you know, just a quick word of caution. Everybody already thinks your piece is a garbage and nobody trusts you. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Precision does matter. About 80% of Republicans, probably more, yeah. don't trust anything you say and think you're garbage, like filth. Seriously, like they go to the bagel guy on the corner and ask him for his advice before they ask yours because they think you're morons and liars and hacks. Probably about 20% of Democrats and probably about 50% of independents feel the same way. They think you're sleazeballs. Maybe during a crisis, maybe like have the facts before you attack the governor on the response. You, you don't think if DeSantis was blowing it, there wouldn't be a thousand county commissioners on the Democrat side jumping in front of the television to tell you right now what a, what a loser this guy was? Where are they? The answer is they're nowhere because he's been all over the place. Showing you again how the sleazeball media, they're eager to pre-pounce and criticize it. Well, you watch over the next few days. I saw Shapiro, uh, Ben Shapiro had cheated, uh, uh, excuse me, tweeted, and he's right. Uh, cheated's in my head thinking of the media people. He had tweeted that you might as well get off Twitter today if you're not ready for the, did you see this tweet, Guy? For the next five or six days of the media talking about blaming everything on Ron DeSantis. There'll be a gas station owner in Tampa Bay, who runs out of gas, and it will be Ron DeSantis' fault. It doesn't matter that it doesn't, it, really. It, you could have Alexander the Great in charge, and it wouldn't make it, there are going to be complications. It's a freaking near Category 5 hurricane making landfall in a region that hasn't seen a storm this strong in decades. Everything will be Ron DeSantis' fault. Because the media, what's that? They probably, yeah, good, that's such a good point. Joe, the hurricane hasn't made landfall. He's like, the story's already written. Gas station owner, they have it blank. They have the gas yeah. station blank because they don't, ran out of gas. They're going to have public supermarket at blank intersection, ran out of bread. Ron DeSantis did it. Death Santis. Such scumbags. Here, you want to see another example of this? Here's the FEMA administrator, Criswell. She's at the White House Brady press room yesterday doing a briefing on the response. She's asked a question by, I think, the NBC guy about, you know, the response and the coordination between Biden and DeSantis. I want you to listen to what she says and pay very close attention if she says the word lax uh, words, excuse me, lax response. Listen for those two words and tell me if you hear them. Check this out. One of the mayors said that one of the primary concerns was complacency. I'm curious. The president spoke to big leaders. First question to you is about complacency. The second is you've spoken to the governor of the state. Why hasn't the president yet? Or is there a scheduled call for the two men to speak, obviously, as they're the preeminent leaders of the country and of that state? I do have concern about complacency. We're talking about impacts in a part of Florida that hasn't seen a major direct impact in nearly 100 years. Did she say anything in there when he asked the question about DeSantis and Biden talking about DeSantis's lax response? So, of course, Politico notes this. This is a hat tip to the DeSantis team who figured this out. Here's the before in a Politico article talking about the woman you just heard, Criswell, FEMA administrator. Still, Criswell acknowledged concerns about a lax response to storm warnings from Floridians. And she did. Really? The lax response is going to be the narrative about DeSantis moving forward. So thankfully, Politico was forced to stealth at it. You'll see the after. Still, Criswell acknowledged concerns about Floridians not heeding warnings. Now she's blaming the Floridians. They're blaming Floridians, the author of the piece. Excuse me. You see how this works? 
the lax response narrative, as Guy just said. The stories are already written. Now they're just going to find the problem and they're going to blame it. And remember, Hurricane Sandy was not Obama's fault. Remember that, folks. Nothing that happened was Obama. He was a hero. But Katrina, Bush, forget it. Even though they told the Democrat mayor, Nagan, and the governor repeatedly to get the people out, and they didn't. That was, I'm no Bush guy. Believe me. Trust me on that one. But that was all Bush's fault. The stories have already been written. I just need you to pay attention to it in advance. That way, you just throw it in the garbage the minute you see it. If it's a legitimate story about something he screwed up, we'll cover it here. You have my word. We don't do politics with that stuff. But I can guarantee you 99 out of 100 are going to be fabricated stories attributed to DeSantis, despite the fact that no one could have fixed this. Unbelievable. Now, you want to see the difference between them and the Biden administration? Let me get to my next sponsor. I'll show you. These are the unserious people in the White House. You got DeSantis. I'm watching local news. The guy's on TV all day. He's given impromptu interviews to Fox, doing local interviews, radio stuff all day, talking about the response with the assets they brought in, the emergency units, FPL, Florida Power and Light getting ready to go. All day he's talking about it. You don't hear about this nationally. I do. I see it. I live down here. And then you've got these other idiots, Biden and Amy Klobuchar and other Democrats. I want you to contrast DeSantis with their response. I'll show you what I mean in a second. Biden's big warning about what you need to do in a hurricane. It's laughably stupid. First, on a lighter note, Joe Armacost's favorite sponsor, of course, for good reason. Ah. RockAuto.com. Joe's a pretty handy car guy. I don't know if you know that. Motorcycle guy. Joe got everything. And where does he get his parts? He gets them at RockAuto.com. He does. He was shopped there way before they were a sponsor. When I brought RockAuto.com on, Joe was like, yes. All right. If you notice when you go to a big famous store online, a lot of stuff for sale comes from random people you never heard of. Listen, you don't want to buy a new pacemaker for your chest or a set of brake pads for your car from an anonymous marketplace seller, do you? Well, rockauto.com, they don't do pacemakers. They do auto parts. That's the only thing they do, and they do it better than anyone else. They've been selling auto parts and related tools online for more than 20 years. I think Joe bought all of them. Joe, rockauto.com offers a huge selection of parts. It's true. Made by respected manufacturers with brands you recognize and trust. He loves this place. Their unique online catalog makes it easy to choose the correct parts to repair or maintain your car or truck. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low across the board. It's a great website. I get a lot of compliments about it. They don't mark up prices for classic cars or charge crazy car dealer prices for parts for newer cars. You'll see. Go to their website. Check it out. Don't waste money or time. Get all the auto parts you need at RockAuto.com. That's RockAuto.com rockauto.com. They're really good folks over there too. When they came on board, I spoke to the guy who owns the company. It was, he was really very concerned about his customer services website. A guy with hands-on. It was really terrific. Rockauto.com. Just do us a favor when you check out, write Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. We would really appreciate that. Thanks, rockauto.com. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, so contrast the Ron DeSantis response 
to this hurricane, which has been incredible so far, with Joe Biden's response. Here is Joe Biden telling you this. Here's the priority of what you need to do in a hurricane. Um, what, evacuate, get your emergency radio together, find a location for your pets, know where your local shelter is. No, 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 check this out. Here's the most important thing. Take a listen. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Too much stupid on the field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Repeat first. (laughs) I'm just going to leave that there. Joe summed it up beautifully, and he's correct. That's too much stupid for me to even address without getting dumber myself. Uh, Here's another one. Thank you, Joe. Here's Amy Klobuchar, (laughs) a far-left radical uh, user of combs. Look it up. You'll see what I mean. Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Uh, Here's uh, her take on it, where the Inflation Reduction Act, which has done nothing to stop inflation, it actually ticked up. uh, It was a big Green New Deal boondoggle. Uh, That's going to help us stop the hurricanes in the future. Here, check this out. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We got to win in the midterms. We understand that. The folks were... These are not, you understand, right? These are not serious people in charge right now. These are not serious people. If there were a class of morons, this is what it looks like. I mean, so you, this is what you, ah, man, what am I wasting your time? Really? You got people freaking out, my cousin included. I ran for Congress over there on that coast, the Fort Myers, Benita, Naples area. That was a congressional district, 19, I ran it. Byron Donald's a congressman there now. You've got people down there justifiably freaking out over a monster storm about to destroy some of their homes and cause massive flooding. You've got one idiot talking about getting a vaccine and another idiot talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. How do you vote for these morons? Speaking of the vaccine, by the way, did you see this story? Our buddy Technofog and his Substack. COVID-19 vaccine mRNA now found in breast milk. Oh, you know, maybe we would have known about this earlier, Joe. If we were allowed to discuss these things on ScrewTube, Twitter, and Facebook, but they were so in love with censorship and kissing the ass of the hack Biden administration Fauci's of the world that you're just finding out about this stuff now after many of you already got the thing. Me included, by the way. Greatest medical mistake of my life, period. There's not even a close second. I'll explain more about that next week, by the way. Biggest mistake of my life. I'm just your, you know, humble radio host here. I do dumb things all the time. All the time. I think the difference between conservatives and liberals is I learn from them. It's going to be the subject of a book. I have, well, I think I just leaked out that I'm, I'm going to put, I'm doing another book. There you go. I've, 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 I've had this idea. It's driving me crazy. I didn't want to write another book. It's been like three years, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I got to get it out before it's too late. It's been sitting in my head. A lot of, a lot of things went wrong. And I think learning from is what separates us from liberals. 
Look at this story, folks. And I want you to pay very, very close attention to the date on this. COVID vaccine mRNA found in breast milk. The study was conducted from February to October of 2021. Initially reported as February to October of 2020. More on that in a moment, he notes. And included only 11 lactating women. So it's a small sample size. Again, to be fair, we do actual science here. Five of whom received the Moderna vaccine. Six received Pfizer. The comparison was made between their pre-vaccine breast milk, the control, and post-vaccine breast milk. The results? The breast milk of five out of 11 women had detectable COVID-19 vaccine mRNA in their breast milk. For those keeping score, that's 45%, nearly half of the study group. There's the stats up right there. You put it up if you're watching on the Rumble. Folks, again, this would be the kind of thing if you were a mother getting ready to bear a child, that if you weren't censored for discussing the potential downsides of the vaccine, you may have known about earlier. Now, why the early reporting date, 2020, 2021, that's just coming out now? I'm not attributing any ill will. Maybe it just took some internal review processes or whatever it is, but I'd like to get an answer to that. Wouldn't you? Why is the science, air quotes, just now catching up? Maybe this is the kind of thing we should have spoken about before. But we weren't allowed. Remember when I told you the cloth masks and the, and the uh, surgical masks didn't work for preventing the spread of COVID? Remember when I said that? What happened to me? I was suspended by YouTube and then banned altogether. We're the heretics of our time for speaking the truth. Well, it was interesting because Russell Brand, who's about... Russell Brand is a comedian, but it's become kind of a political commentator. You may have heard of him. Uh, Russell Brand is about to start a live show on Rumble. I'm an investor in Rumble, you know that. He's about to start a live exclusive show on Rumble, but he still has an account on YouTube, Russell Brand. So Russell Brand has been obsessed with a lot of the scientific censorship as well. So it's weird, Joe, right before Russell Brand was about to go live and exclusive on his stream on Rumble, YouTube decided to strike his account. So Russell Brand spoke out yesterday, which led to a series of very interesting events involving me, the CEO of Rumble, Elon Musk, and others. First, listen to Russell Brand saying, hey, listen, this is basically garbage. I'm going over to Rumble because of the censorship. Check this out. We have been officially censored by YouTube. They took down one of our videos for misinformation. But why are big media organizations not censored for misinformation in the same way? Is it because YouTube are part of the mainstream media now? Earlier this month, we did a video about the changing narratives around COVID, the pandemic and COVID treatments, in which we cited information on official government websites, which we misinterpreted. I'll have to be careful talking about it now, because I don't want to make the same mistake that's had one of our videos pulled down and an official warning issued. The good news is we're moving to Rumble. All of our content is up on Rumble first and we'll be streaming on Rumble every day. So Russell Brand, he's at Rusty Rockets on Twitter, posted that to Twitter, that video. As you can see, if you're watching me on Rumble right now, to which Elon Musk responded, good point, to Rusty Rockets. To which I responded to Elon, Elon, it would be really incredible if you and Rumble got together, a force multiplier like no other. To my surprise, Elon responded back. Got about a thousand texts. Dan, is that Elon Musk, Musk responding to you? I said, it looks like it is. 
He said, I'm a little preoccupied right now, I guess with the Twitter thing, which I found kind of funny. I liked, as you can see. So after that, another interesting exchange happened with Elon. Chris Pavlovsky, the visionary CEO and one of my best friends in this business uh, and a, just a good and decent human being, who is the CEO of Rumble, then responded back to Elon, saying, Elon, I founded Rumble and wanted to work with you. Below is 2010 when I visited SpaceX. I was ready 12 years ago. I'm ready 12 years from now, whenever you're ready. In the meantime, let's peer our data centers with, with uh, Starlink to secure free speech. Elon Musk responded to Chris. Maybe worth talking at some point. Folks, I wasn't kidding when I said it. Um, that would be a force multiplier uh, on Diana Ball. Would change everything. Maybe it is worth talking at some point. Those are conversations we would certainly welcome. And why? They'd be welcome because of speeches like this. Did you see this speech by Jacinda Ardern? This, was happen this happened at the UN. She is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. This is one of the most terrifying speeches. How this hasn't made its way around the internet um, is puzzling to me. It's one of the most terrifying speeches you will ever hear. This is the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, talking about using war analogies when it comes to her push. She is a liberal lunatic to censoring online activity. This is why Elon Rumble all of these entities need to get together and push for this parallel economy right now. We would welcome talking to them. Listen to this speech. This is horrifying. Check this out. This week, we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? Folks, hat tip Steve Dace, who, a good friend of mine who put this out there. This is one of the most troubling, disturbing speeches for the new dystopian future we're looking at I have ever heard in my life from a politician. This woman is a horrifying mess and a blend of dictatorship, insanity, and totalitarianism. Make no mistake, though, the words she verbalized in that speech to the United Nations are the feelings of every single liberal and socialist leader around the world. There's nothing they want more than to shut down the free and open internet. That's why I'm making a plea to Elon now. Please, let's join hands in this. We could use you. I think you could use us too. It would mean a lot. Free speech is at stake. It's not melodrama. It's a fact. Listen to these people talk. 
She's comparing this to a war. What's next? You're going to mobilize the military to shut down our data centers? These people are crazy. All right, uh, let me get to my next sponsor. But coming up after that, I've got the second most horrifying video I saw yesterday. Jerome Powell about digital currencies. Oh my gosh, Dan, enough with it. No, no, not enough. Not enough. It is one of the biggest, maybe second biggest threat after shutting down the free and open internet is the digital currency. And Jerome Powell says the quiet part out loud. Something I've already warned you about, about digital currencies. You think it's anonymous? Ha! Listen to him yourself. First, Helix, helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's the website. When you receive your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it. It's quick and fun to unbox. You'll love it. You won't believe how well you'll sleep. Waking up feeling rested and refreshed and ready for the day. Sleep is super important, especially deep sleep. And you need a good mattress. That's step one. Here's how Helix Sleep does it. And they get you the perfect mattress. They have a quiz. It's quick. It matches your body type and sleep preferences. This is the perfect mattress for you. Side sleeper, back sleeper. You just put it in there. Really simple. Everyone's unique. Helix knows that. They have several different mattress models to choose from. And the mattress comes right to your door. Ship for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store again. Just go to Helix. It's H-E-L-I-X. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. For a limited time, Helix is offering up to $350 off all mattress orders. That's a big savings. And, and. Two free pillows for listeners to this program. They're really comfortable. It's the best offer yet. So hurry on over to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Check it out. Thanks, Helix Sleep. Okay. There are no more warnings I can put on the show to emphasize to you the gravity of the situation with central bank digital currencies. It is a catastrophic threat to liberty and freedom. A digital currency sponsored by the central bank, just so you understand, it's not crypto, it's not Bitcoin. It is a Federal Reserve mandatory currency, and it would wipe out cash, meaning you'd have a little whatever app on your phone. That's how you'd spend money everywhere. Now, I've warned you that the purpose of a digital currency is not efficiency. There may be efficiency externalities to using a digital currency. You know, you wouldn't have to change cash. You wouldn't have to hump anything over to the bank. It would all be digital, right? However, far outweighed by the efficiencies are the inefficiencies of the government using it as a mechanism to spy on you. Oh, you made political donations? Let's just go to Dan Bongino's central bank digital currency account. Oh, look at that. He donated to a Republican. Oh, he bought a gun last week? I did, as a matter of fact. I did buy a gun last week. Bought a 38. It was a pretty good one. Always wanted a 38. Bought it from my buddies down here. Lotus. Great gun. I'm telling you that, but I'm allowed to. It's my show. It's none of the government's business. Listen to this from Jerome Powell. Powell, Because a lot of people who support digital currencies will be like, ah, no worries, man. It'll be anonymous. No one's going to know who spent what. Really? Listen to Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve. Say the quiet part out loud. Check this out. We think that there are four characteristics of if we were to pursue a CBDC, it would at a minimum have the following four characteristics. First is intermediated. Second is private privacy protected. But third is identity verified. So it would not be anonymous. It would not be an anonymous bearer instrument. And fourth is 
transferable or interoperable. So, so we're, we would be looking to balance privacy protection with identity verification, which is which has to be done, of course, in today's traditional banking system <laughs> as well. I uh, I don't know what else to say, except you have to act now. You have Congress people. You have state delegates. Yeah, state delegate may not have a, much of a say in national politics, but they may have goals to get there one day, Congress or the Senate. You should express your disapproval of a digital currency, and any time you get a microphone at one of these events, ask them for their opinion on it. If they like a digital currency, I wouldn't like them. All right, just a couple more quick stories before we go. Um, I'm sure you'll forgive me for... Uh, Wrapping up today, maybe a minute or two early, we are dealing with this uh, hurricane, and it is kind of nasty over here, even though we're on the East Coast. I want to play this from Unfiltered. Um, you know, you've heard a lot of bad news about the coming election. Oh, the Democrats, Biden's turning it around. The red wave has disappeared. Listen, maybe so. Um, I haven't been seeing that down here in Florida. I'm seeing a lot of excitement on behalf of Republicans to get out and vote. I had Robert Cahaley from Trafalgar. He's one of the few polling entities, Trafalgar, that nailed the last few elections. They do it for a number of reasons. They ask the neighbor question. How do you think your neighbor would vote? And it eliminates a lot of bias in polling. I asked Kahaley about turnout, and I want to leave you with a bit of an optimistic note. He had this to say about voter turnout and Republicans showing up in droves. Check this out. You have a fascinating perspective on this. Why do pollsters keep getting the numbers wrong and underreporting GOP support? It's a pattern here. Well, it certainly is. And I think part of it is that they keep asking these ridiculously long questionnaires and they just lose average people. Uh, and in 20, you know, 2016, you had shy Trump voters who were hesitant because uh, just to say who they were for, they didn't want to be judged for it. And in 2020, uh, they were a little leery to even participate in polls. And I think this time it could be worse. They may be underestimating Republican support and therefore turn out again. Now, for us. The idea is to take this and not say, oh, good, turnout's going to be good. I don't need to vote. I know you're not saying that, but I need you to take this. And now it should motivate you to get your kids, your wife, your friends, your neighbors, and get 10 people to the polls. We cannot lose this election. Get the FBI story, the digital currency story, potentially World War III with this uh, destruction of the Nord Stream pipelines. There's no time for idiots in charge. The Klobuchar, Joe Biden class. Hey, one more story I want to get out. Another thing, you're not wasting your time here. I've warned you about, not just CBDCs. Joe Manchin, the guy is a scammer. He is a two-bit, three-card Monty guy from Times Square. I've been warning you about this clown, Joe. How long? For like eight years now. <laughs> Forever. The guy's a fake, a phony, and a fraud, and people keep falling for him. Joe Manchin, oh, I got a bunch of permitting reform. It's going to help us with oil and natural gas. Look at me. I'm, a, I'm not a real Democrat. I'm like you Republicans. Keep voting for me. And I did it in exchange for the Inflation Reduction Act. Really? Wall Street Journal shows you what Joe Manchin's permitting bill was really about. It was a scam the whole time. Just to be clear, Manchin, again, trying to fake being a moderate, pushed through his vote. His vote is singly responsible single-handedly responsible for pushing through the dreadful Inflation Reduction Act, which made inflation worse, it's gone up, and is a big Green New Deal handout. He did this. So he told everyone in West Virginia, oh, don't worry, I got something in exchange. I got permitting reform. And everybody was like, oh, really? That's great. We can get more permits for pipelines and oil and natural gas projects? No, that's not what it was. 
That's not what it was. He screwed you over again. The Wall Street Journal reports what was in the actual permitting bill. Manchin wanted to screw you over double-barreled family-friendly again. In essence, here's what he wanted to do. FERC, which regulates uh, across the country, the interstate transmission lines for energy, they were only allowed to put up lines in the past if they had some sort of state approval. This new bill, FERC could override states and approve a line merely because it reduces CO2 emissions or encourages renewable power. Okay, you're like, time out. So Manchin wanted to push a bill that made it easier to build transmission lines. Well, that should be a good thing, right, Dan? That's not why Manchin was doing it. Manchin was doing it because of part two, because California and other states out there who have a bunch of solar power that they can't unload during the day want a bunch of transmission lines to get that power around other portions of the country that don't want it or don't need it. And states are saying, we don't want that. So now FERC and the federal government could go in and say to the states, double barreled, not family friendly. Here you go. You're going to take out power and put a transmission line in your backyard, even if you don't want it. Mansion is full of crap. Always. That's what he does. This was a handout to the Green New Deal people who want you to run a power line from Kim Kardashian's house to a red state like Florida, even though we don't want it. Always a scam with Mansion, Every time. All right, folks, please tune into the radio show today. We'll be live, hoping a hurricane don't shut us down. I think we'll be okay. We got backup power here. We really appreciate it. And please, if you wouldn't mind, do me a favor. This would be a great day to subscribe to Rumble. It is absolutely free. It's a video version of our podcast. We had 20,000 new subs over the last week. It's rumble.com slash Bongino. We would really appreciate it. Also, if you'd subscribe on Apple and Spotify to the audio podcast, it would mean a lot to us. Helps us move up the charts and stay there. Uh, makes it easier for people to find the show. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much for considering that. I appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.